Now, Romans, the 10th chapter, 1 through 21, out of the Passion Translation. My beloved, brothers and sisters, the passionate desire of my heart and constant prayer to God is for my fellow Israelites to experience salvation. For I know that although they are deeply devoted to God, they are enlightened. And since they're, they've ignored the righteousness God gives, wanting instead to be acceptable to God because of their own works, they refuse to submit to God's faith righteousness. For the Christ is the end of the law. And because of him, God has transferred his perfect righteousness to all who believe. Moses wrote long ago about the need to obey every part of the law in order to be declared right with God. The one who obeys these things must always live by them. But we receive the faith righteousness that speaks an entirely different message. Don't for a moment think you need to climb into the heavens to find the Messiah and bring him down or to descend into the underworld to bring him up from the dead. But the faith righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of Moses. God's living message is very close to you, as close as you, your own heart beating in your chest and as near as the tongue in your mouth. And what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of the righteousness of God. And then the mouth confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture encouraged us with these words. Everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. So then faith eliminates the distinction between Jew and non-Jew, for he is the same Lord for all people. And he has enough treasures to lavish generously upon all who call on him. And it's true. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be re rescued and experience new life. But how can people call on him for help if they've not yet believed? And how can they believe in one they've not yet heard of? And how can they hear the message of life if there is no one there to proclaim it? And how can the message be proclaimed if messengers have yet to be sent? That's why the scriptures say, How welcome is the arrival of those proclaiming the joyful news of peace and of good things to come. But not everyone welcomes the good news, as Isaiah said. Lord, is there anyone who hears and believes our message? Faith, then, is birth in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. Can it be that Israel hasn't heard the message? No, they have heard it, for the voice has been heard throughout the world, and its message has gone to the ends of the earth. So again, I ask, didn't Israel already understand that God's message was for others and well, as well as for themselves? Yes, they certainly did understand, for Moses was the first to state it. I will make you jealous of a people who are nobodies, and I will use people with no understanding to provoke you to anger. And Isaiah the fearless prophet dared to declare, those who found me weren't even seeking me. I manifested myself before those who weren't even asking to know me. Yet regarding Israel, Isaiah says, with love I have held out my hands day after day, 
offering myself to, to this unbelieving and stubborn people. What is up, me familia? I'm back to share, to speak life, to read from the Word of God on today from the Passion Translation Bible out of Romans, the 11th chapter, and all of the verses. And the title of this particular chapter starts with God will not forget his promises to Israel. So then I ask you this question. Did God really push aside and reject his people? Absolutely not. For I myself am a Jew, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his chosen, destined people. Haven't you heard Elijah's testimony in the scriptures and how he prays to God, agonizing over Israel. Lord, they've murdered your prophets. They've demolished your altars. Now I'm the only one left and they want to kill me. But what was the revelation God spoke to him in response? You are not alone, for I have preserved a remnant for myself, 7,000 others who are faithful and have refused to worship Baal. And that is but one example of what God is doing in this age of fulfillment. For God's grace empowers his chosen remnant. And since it is by God's grace, it can't be a matter of their good works. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a gift of grace, but earned by human effort. So then Israel failed to achieve what it had strived for. But the divinely chosen remnant receives it by grace, while the rest were hardened and unable to receive the truth. Just as it is written, God granted them a spirit of deep slumber. He closed their eyes to the truth and prevented their ears from hearing up to this very day. And King David also prophesied this. May their table prove to be a snare and a trap to cause their ruin. Bring them the retribution they deserve. Blindfold their eyes and don't let them see. Let them be stooped over continually. So am I saying that Israel stumbled so badly that they would never get back up? Certainly not. Rather, it was because of their stumble that salvation now extends to all the non-Jewish people. In order to make Israel jealous and desire the very things that God has freely given them. So if the world is being greatly enriched through their failure and through their fall, great spiritual wealth is given to the non-Jewish people. Imagine how much more will Israel's awakening bring to us all. Now I speak to you who are not Jewish, since I am an apostle to reach the non-Jewish people. And I draw attention to this ministry as much as I can when I am among the Jews, hoping to make them jealous of what God has given to those who are not Jews, winning some of my people to salvation. But if there be temporary rejection, release the reconciling power of grace into the world, 
What will happen when Israel is reinstated and reconciled to God? It will unleash resurrection power through the whole earth. Since Abraham and the patriarchs are consecrated and set apart for God, so also will their descendants be set apart. If the roots of a tree are holy and set apart for God, so too will be the branches. However, some of the branches have been pruned away. And you who were once nothing more than a wild olive branch, God has grafted in, inserting you among the remaining branches as a joint partner to share in the wonderful richness of the cultivated olive stem. So don't be so arrogant as to believe that you are superior to the natural branches. There's no reason to boast for the new branches don't support the root, but you owe your life to the root that supports you. You might begin to think that some branches were pruned or broken off just to make room for you. Yes, that's true. They were removed because of their unbelief. But remember this, you are only attached by your faith. So don't be presumptuous, but stand in awe and reverence. Since God didn't spare the natural branches that fell into unbelief, perhaps he won't spare you either. So fix your gaze on the simultaneous kindness and strict justice of God. How severely he treated those who fell into unbelief. Yet how tender and kind is his relationship with you. So keep on trusting in his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. God is more than ready to graft back in the natural branches when they turn from clinging to their unbelief to embracing faith. But if God grafted you in, even though you were taken from what is by nature a wild olive tree, how much more can he re reconnect the natural branches by inserting them back into their own cultivated olive tree? My beloved brothers and sisters, I want to share with you a mystery concerning Israel's future. For understanding this mystery will keep you from thinking you already know everything. A partial and temporary hardening to, this, to the gospel has come over Israel which will last until the full number of non-Jews has come into God's family. And then God will bring all of Israel to salvation. The prophecy will be fulfilled that says, coming from Zion will be the savior and he will turn Jacob away from evil. For this is my covenant promise with them when I forgive their sins. Now many of the Jews are opposed to the gospel, but their opposition has opened the door of the gospel to you who are not Jewish. Yet they are still greatly loved by God because their ancestors were divinely chosen to be his. And when God chooses someone and graciously imparts gifts to him, they are never rescinded. You who are not Jews were only rebels against God, but now because of their disobedience, you have experienced God's tender mercies and now they are the rebels and because of God's tender mercies to you, you can open the door to them to share in and enjoy what God has given to us. Actually, God considers all of humanity to be prisoners of their unbelief so that he can unlock our hearts and show his tender mercies to all who come to him. Who could ever wrap their minds around the riches of God, the depth of his wisdom, and the marvel of his perfect knowledge? Who could ever explain the wonder of his decisions or search out the mysterious way, mysterious way he carries out his plans? 
For who has discovered how the Lord thinks or is wise enough to be the one to advise him in his plans? Or who has ever first given something to God that obligates God to owe him something in return? For out of him, the sustainer of everything, came everything. And now everything finds fulfillment in him. May all praise and honor be given to him forever. Amen. And that is again, Romans the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 36, the Passion Translation. May you enjoy every word that has been read unto you on this afternoon. Make it a great day. Peace. What is up, me familiar? I'm back to share, to speak life, to read from the Word of God on today from the Passion Translation Bible out of Romans, the 11th chapter, and all of the verses. And the title of this particular chapter starts with God will not forget his promises to Israel. So then I ask you this question. Did God really push aside and reject his people? Absolutely not. For I myself am a Jew, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his chosen, destined people. Haven't you heard Elijah's testimony in the scriptures and how he prays to God, agonizing over Israel. Lord, they've murdered your prophets. They've demolished your altars. Now I'm the only one left and they want to kill me. But what was the revelation God spoke to him in response? You are not alone, for I have preserved a remnant for myself. 7,000 others who are faithful and have refused to worship Baal. And that is but one example of what God is doing in this age of fulfillment. For God's grace empowers his chosen remnant. And since it is by God's grace, it can't be a matter of their good works. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a gift of grace, but earned by human effort. So then Israel failed to achieve what it had strived for. But the divinely chosen remnant receives it by grace, while the rest were hardened and unable to receive the truth. Just as it is written, God granted them a spirit of deep slumber. He closed their eyes to the truth and prevented their ears from hearing up to this very day. And King David also prophesied this, may their table prove to be a snare and a trap to cause their ruin. Bring them the retribution they deserve. Blindfold their eyes and don't let them see. Let them be stooped over continually. So am I saying that Israel stumbled so badly that they will never get back up? Certainly not. Rather, it was because of their stumble that salvation now extends to all the non-Jewish people. In order to make Israel jealous, and desire the very things that God has freely given them. So if the world is being greatly enriched through their failure, 
and through their fall, great spiritual wealth is given to the non-Jewish people. Imagine how much more will Israel's awakening bring to us all. Now I speak to you who are not Jewish, since I am an apostle to reach the non-Jewish people. And I draw attention to this ministry as much as I can when I am among the Jews, hoping to make them jealous of what God has given to those who are not Jews, winning some of my people to salvation. But if there be temporary rejection release, the reconciling power of grace into the world, what will happen when Israel is reinstated and reconciled to God? It will unleash resurrection power through the whole earth. Since Abraham and the patriarchs are consecrated and set apart for God, so also will their descendants be set apart. If the roots of a tree are holy and set apart for God, so too will be the branches. However, some of the branches have been pruned away. And you who were once nothing more than a wild olive branch, God has grafted in inserting you among the remaining branches as a joint partner to share in the wonderful richness of the cultivated olive stem. So don't be so arrogant as to believe that you are superior to the natural branches. There's no reason to boast, for the new branches don't support the root, but you owe your life to the root that supports you. You might begin to think that some branches were pruned or broken off just to make room for you. Yes, that's true. They were removed because of their unbelief. But remember this, you are only attached by your faith. So don't be presumptuous, but stand in awe and reverence. Since God didn't spare the natural branches that fell into unbelief, perhaps he won't spare you either. So fix your gaze on the simultaneous kindness and strict justice of God. How severely he treated those who fell into unbelief. Yet how tender and kind is his relationship with you. So keep on trusting in his kindness, otherwise you also will be cut off. God is more than ready to graft back in the natural branches when they turn from clinging to their unbelief to embracing faith. For if God grafted you in, even though you were taken from what is by nature a wild olive tree, how much more can he re reconnect the natural branches by inserting them back into their own cultivated olive tree? My beloved brothers and sisters, I want to share with you a mystery concerning Israel's future. For understanding this mystery will keep you from thinking you already know everything. A partial and temporary hardening to, this, to the gospel has come over Israel, which will last until the full number of non-Jews has come into God's family. And then God will bring all of Israel to salvation. The prophecy will be fulfilled that says, Coming from Zion will be the Savior, and he will turn Jacob away from evil. For this is my covenant promise with them when I forgive their sins. Now many of the Jews are opposed to the gospel, but their opposition has opened the door of the gospel to you who are not Jewish. Yet they are still greatly loved by God because their ancestors were divinely chosen to be his. And when God chooses someone and graciously imparts gifts to him, they are never rescinded. You who are not Jews were only rebels against God, but now, because of their disobedience, you have experienced God's tender mercies. 
And now they are the rebels. And because of God's tender mercies to you, you can open the door to them to share in and enjoy what God has given to us. Actually, God considers all of humanity to be prisoners of their unbelief so that he can unlock our hearts and show his tender mercies to all who come to him. Who could ever wrap their minds around the riches of God, the depth of his wisdom and the marvel of his perfect knowledge? Who could ever explain the wonder of his decisions or search out the mysteries way Mysterious way he carries out his plans. For who has discovered how the Lord thinks or is wise enough to be the one to advise him in his plans? Or who has ever first given something to God that obligates God to owe him something in return? For out of him, the sustainer of everything, came everything. And now everything finds fulfillment in him. May all praise and honor be given to him forever. Amen. And that is, again, Romans, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 36, the Passion Translation. May you enjoy every word that has been read unto you on this afternoon. Make it a great day. Peace. What is up, me familia? I'm back to share, to speak life, to read from the Word of God on today from the Passion Translation Bible out of Romans, the 11th chapter, and all of the verses. And the title of this particular chapter starts with God will not forget his promises to Israel. So then I ask you this question. Did God really push aside and reject his people? Absolutely not. For I myself am a Jew, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his chosen, destined people. Haven't you heard Elijah's testimony in the scriptures and how he prays to God, agonizing over Israel. Lord, they've murdered your prophets. They've demolished your altars. Now I'm the only one left and they want to kill me. But what was the revelation God spoke to him in response? You are not alone, for I have preserved a remnant for myself, 7,000 others who are faithful and have refused to worship Baal. And that is but one example of what God is doing in this age of fulfillment. For God's grace empowers his chosen remnant. And since it is by God's grace, it can't be a matter of their good works. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a gift of grace, but earned by human effort. So then Israel failed to achieve what it had strived for. But the divinely chosen remnant receives it by grace, while the rest were hardened and unable to receive the truth. Just as it is written, God granted them a spirit of deep slumber. He closed their eyes to the truth and prevented their ears from hearing up to this very day. And King David also prophesied this. May their table 
proved to be a snare and a trap to cause their ruin. Bring them the retribution they deserve. Blindfold their eyes and don't let them see. Let them be stooped over continually. So am I saying that Israel stumbled so badly that they would never get back up? Certainly not. Rather, it was because of their stumble that salvation now extends to all the non-Jewish people. In order to make Israel jealous and desire the very things that God has freely given them. So if the world is being greatly enriched through their failure and through their fall, great spiritual wealth is given to the non-Jewish people. Imagine how much more will Israel's awakening bring to us all. Now I speak to you who are not Jewish, since I am an apostle to reach the non-Jewish people. And I draw attention to this ministry as much as I can when I am among the Jews, hoping to make them jealous of what God has given to those who are not Jews, winning some of my people to salvation. But if there be temporary rejection release the reconciling power of grace into the world, what will happen when Israel is reinstated and reconciled to God? It will unleash resurrection power through the whole earth. Since Abraham and the patriarchs are consecrated and set apart for God, so also will their descendants be set apart. If the roots of a tree are holy and set apart for God, so too will be the branches. However, some of the branches have been pruned away. And you who were once nothing more than a wild olive branch, God has grafted in, inserting you among the remaining branches as a joint partner to share in the wonderful richness of the cultivated olive stem. So don't be so arrogant as to believe that you are superior to the natural branches. There's no reason to boast, for the new branches don't support the root, but you owe your life to the root that supports you. You might begin to think, that some branches were pruned or broken off just to make room for you. Yes, that's true. They were removed because of their unbelief. But remember this, you are only attached by your faith. So don't be presumptuous, but stand in awe and reverence. Since God didn't spare the natural branches that fell into unbelief, perhaps he won't spare you either. So fix your gaze on the simultaneous kindness and strict justice of God. How severely he treated those who fell into unbelief. Yet how tender and kind is his relationship with you. So keep on trusting in his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. God is more than ready to graft back in the natural branches when they turn from clinging to their unbelief to embracing faith. For if God grafted you in, even though you were taken from what is by nature a wild olive tree, how much more can he re reconnect the natural branches by inserting them back into their own cultivated olive tree? My beloved brothers and sisters, I want to share with you a mystery concerning Israel's future. For understanding this mystery will keep you from thinking you already know everything. A partial and temporary hardening to, this, to the gospel has come over Israel which will last until the full number of non-Jews has come into God's family. And then God will bring all of Israel to salvation. The prophecy will be fulfilled that says, coming from Zion will be the savior and he will turn Jacob away from evil. 
For this is my covenant promise with them when I forgive their sins. Now, many of the Jews are opposed to the gospel, but their opposition has opened the door of the gospel to you who are not Jewish. Yet they are still greatly loved by God because their ancestors were divinely chosen to be his. And when God chooses someone and graciously imparts gifts to him, they are never rescinded. You who are not Jews were only rebels against God, but now because of their disobedience, you have experienced God's tender mercies. And now they are the rebels. And because of God's tender mercies to you, you can open the door to them to share in and enjoy what God has given to us. Actually, God considers all of humanity to be prisoners of their unbelief so that he can unlock our hearts and show his tender mercies to all who come to him. Who could ever wrap their minds around the riches of God, the depth of his wisdom, and the marvel of his perfect knowledge? Who could ever explain the wonder of his decisions or search out the mysteries way, mysterious way he carries out his plans? For who has discovered how the Lord thinks or is wise enough to be the one to advise him in his plans? Or who has ever first given something to God that obligates God to owe him something in return? For out of him, the sustainer of everything, came everything. And now everything finds fulfillment in him. May all praise and honor be given to him forever. Amen. And that is again, Romans the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 36, the Passion Translation. May you enjoy every word that has been read unto you on this afternoon. Make it a great day. Peace. What is up, me familiar? I'm back to share, to speak life, to read from the word of God on today from the Passion Translation Bible out of Romans, the 11th chapter and all of the verses. And the title of this particular chapter starts with God will not forget his promises to Israel. So then I ask you this question. Did God really push aside and reject his people? Absolutely not. For I myself am a Jew, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his chosen, destined people. Haven't you heard Elijah's testimony in the scriptures and how he prays to God, agonizing over Israel? Lord, They've murdered your prophets. They've demolished your altars. Now I'm the only one left and they want to kill me. But what was the revelation God spoke to him in response? You are not alone, for I have preserved a remnant for myself. 7,000 others who are faithful and have refused to worship Baal. And that is but one example of what God is doing in this age of fulfillment. For God's grace empowers his chosen remnant. And since it is by God's grace, it can't be a matter of their good works, 
Otherwise, it wouldn't be a gift of grace, but earned by human effort. So then Israel failed to achieve what it had strived for, but the divinely chosen remnant receives it by grace. While the rest were hardened and unable to receive the truth, just as it is written, God granted them a spirit of deep slumber. He closed their eyes to the truth and prevented their ears from hearing up to this very day. And King David also prophesied this. May their table prove to be a snare and a trap to cause their ruin. Bring them the retribution they deserve. Blindfold their eyes and don't let them see. Let them be stooped over continually. So am I saying that Israel stumbled so badly that they will never get back up? Certainly not. Rather, it was because of their stumble that salvation now extends to all the non-Jewish people. In order to make Israel jealous and desire the very things that God has freely given them. So if the world is being greatly enriched through their failure and through their fall, great spiritual wealth is given to the non-Jewish people. Imagine how much more will Israel's awakening bring to us all. Now I speak to you who are not Jewish, since I am an apostle to reach the non-Jewish people. And I draw attention to this ministry as much as I can when I am among the Jews, hoping to make them jealous of what God has given to those who are not Jews, winning some of my people to salvation. But if there be temporary rejection release the reconciling power of grace into the world, what will happen when Israel is reinstated and reconciled to God? It will unleash resurrection power through the whole earth. Since Abraham and the patriarchs are consecrated and set apart for God, so also will their descendants be set apart. If the roots of a tree are holy and set apart for God, so too will be the branches. However, some of the branches have been pruned away. And you who were once nothing more than a wild olive branch, God has grafted in, inserting you among the remaining branches as a joint partner to share in the wonderful richness of the cultivated olive stem. So don't be so arrogant as to believe that you are superior to the natural branches. There's no reason to boast. For the new branches don't support the root, but you owe your life to the root that supports you. You might begin to think that some branches were pruned or broken off just to make room for you. Yes, that's true. They were removed because of their unbelief. But remember this, you are only attached by your faith. So don't be presumptuous, but stand in awe and reverence. Since God didn't spare the natural branches that fell into unbelief, Perhaps he won't spare you either. So fix your gaze on the simultaneous kindness and strict justice of God. How severely he treated those who fell into unbelief. Yet how tender and kind is his relationship with you. So keep on trusting in his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. God is more than ready to graft back in the natural branches when they turn from clinging to their unbelief to embracing faith. But if God grafted you in, even though you were taken from what is by nature a wild olive tree, how much more can he re reconnect the natural branches 
by inserting them back into their own cultivated olive tree. My beloved brothers and sisters, I want to share with you a mystery concerning Israel's future. For understanding this mystery will keep you from thinking you already know everything. A partial and temporary hardening to this to the gospel has come over Israel, which will last until the full number of non-Jews has come into God's family. And then God will bring all of Israel to salvation. The prophecy will be fulfilled that says, coming from Zion will be the savior and he will turn Jacob away from evil. For this is my covenant promise with them when I forgive their sins. Now, many of the Jews are opposed to the gospel, but their opposition has opened the door of the gospel to you who are not Jewish. Yet they are still greatly loved by God because their ancestors were divinely chosen to be his. And when God chooses someone and graciously imparts gifts to him, they are never rescinded. You who are not Jews were only rebels against God, but now because of their disobedience, you have experienced God's tender mercies. And now they are the rebels. And because of God's tender mercies to you, you can open the door to them to share in and enjoy what God has given to us. Actually, God considers all of humanity to be prisoners of their unbelief so that he can unlock our hearts and show his tender mercies to all who come to him. Who could ever wrap their minds around the riches of God, the depth of his wisdom and the marvel of his perfect knowledge? Who could ever explain the wonder of his decisions or search out the mysteries way Mysterious way he carries out his plans for who has discovered how the Lord thinks or is wise enough to be the one to advise him in his plans or who has ever first given something to God that obligates God to owe him something in return for out of him the sustainer of everything came everything and now everything finds fulfillment in him may all praise and honor be given to him forever amen. And that is, again, Romans, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 36, the Passion Translation. May you enjoy every word that has been read unto you on this afternoon. Make it a great day. Peace.